that was the time I got stuck in Mexico. <laughs> What just happened? <laughs> With a skunk. With a skunk. You've been you planning that all day. And 40 skunk technicians <laughs> trying to get them off me. I What's up, guys? It. Welcome to episode 624. Wow. Wow. Hey, that's my number. <laughs> Nailed it. There it is. Yeah. I knew it sounded familiar. 624. Uh, today we're okay. talking about <laughs> random updates. We'll talk about the Badger, half-mile stuff. Whatever else comes from there. So yeah. uh, also ask us anything, obviously. Um, we'll try to read the chat as much as we can this time. Because I'll be on that duty. We're I'll super casual. <laughs> duty. Yep. If you want to talk duty. to that guy, that's where you do it. How about this? Let's, uh, why, why don't we get uh, what, uh, let's just start into the nitty gritty uh, so we can stay on somewhat on topic. Reasons like, we hate Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do you want a whole podcast for that? Because I can start off with at least 150. That's probably. many. So Very specific, too. Yes. Um, but anyway, so guys, um, you know, I hear that we have, there's a curse around Z's performance, at least between us, that the Snowball and the Honey Badger will never be running at the same time. That curse is broken. Finally broken. Mm-hmm. So, well, for two weeks so far? Two weeks well, before. I mean, no, it runs. Eh. Uh, Would it run? <laughs> oh, as long as I hook that wire back up. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yep. So, uh, why don't you uh, give us, you know, we won't make the whole podcast about it. Uh, you know, I'll do my best to kind of interject here and there with, with questions people are asking. But, um, Let's see. Uh, why don't you tell us, give us a, uh, like a brief overview, not the much. We, we want to hear what actually happened at the half mile, what went on with the car, what you learned, stuff like that. No, the, the beforehand stuff, we can talk about that later. But let's yeah. just talk about the half-mile stuff. So give us the... Uh, so like a condensed version of Eric's recap video. Yep. Essentially, yes. yeah. The, the short attention span people probably didn't watch. <laughs> probably didn't get that far. I'm not going to lie. I haven't clicked the video yet. Oh, man. Ryan I was involved in the now. process. I didn't need to click yeah, the video. Yeah, but like, I looked freaking jacked. Should I just mute his mic now and <laughs> watch it for that alone? Just saying. Yep. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> anyway, the uh, yes, I am using a stock hood. I modified it in a very owl way. Yep. So it 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 pulls some, some hotness out. If if you need a hood, I have one in my garage that is probably never going anywhere. So let me know. Come buy it. <laughs> now at the rate I'm cutting holes, I'm probably gonna need that one before. That's too. true. Oh, although geez. it's black, so we'd have to paint it and white. If you think uh, Tyler is yeah. mistakenly talking about a cobalt hood. He is not. Nope. He's talking about an iron <laughs> And I have a cobalt hood. Tyler. <laughs> I'm is, a parts hoarder. Yeah, he is a parts hoarder. <laughs> I'm a parts He's got hoarder. the space for it, though. Anyway, Al, so why don't you <laughs> give, give us a uh, condensed version of the half mile and kind of what you learned. So, yeah, the condensed version is that I basically was a zombie for the last three weeks before the race from all the nights that I spent here getting things ready. Because, as usual... Like Tyler said, the last 10% of the car took 90% of the time. Because mm-hmm. there weren't, and I said this in the video, there weren't any major setbacks, but it was just enough one little dumb thing after another that just kept causing little delays that set every set the timeline back to where I was getting pretty worried. What is the um, like quick setup rundown of the Honey Badger for those that aren't familiar? Oh, yeah. Let's Good go. question. So it is a straight up off the shelf ZZP race block. Uh, when I had that engine built, I specifically made sure that it was exactly what a customer gets. No, nothing special about it at all. Yep, we like doing that. 
He uses the 9 to 1 JE pistons, lower compression, because I know he's going to be cramming a lot of boost in it. Plus, also the low compression pistons are lighter, which is a little less strain on things when you're spinning high RPM. And I do regularly shift at 9 grand in that car. Um, it is an off-the-shelf ZZP ported head. The cams are slightly bigger than like what our stage... It, <laughs> If you look at our stage three reverse split turbo cams, the ones I have are both one size up from that, as far as like comps lobe selection goes. Mm. So it's like a 222 intake and a 218 exhaust. Three quarter race cam? Three, yeah, pretty much three quarter race cam. <laughs> uh, new for this year is the compound turbo setup. Well, actually, there's a lot new for this year. <laughs> so the compound turbo setup, I took the location of where the 8374 was last year, and that's now a Z57. 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 And it is fed by an EFR 9180. That's a big boy. It's a big boy. It's rated at 1,000 horse. Through this setup, I expect it to be able to make like low mid nines, uh, capable of it. We'll see what it actually does. The easiest way to think of, the, uh, well, there's a couple kind of easy ways you can dumb down how a compound system works. Um, one of the most simple ways to say it is you just turbo the turbo. <laughs> if you think of the engine as easy? just a, a box that air goes in one side and exhaust comes out the other, and then you put a turbo on that. That's how you normally turbo an engine. So you're forcing air into the air in hole, and then you're using the exhaust to drive something. So you just take that exact setup, and then you do it again with another turbo. You push air to the air in hole, and then use the exhaust to drive something. Like that. That's literally as simple as it goes. And to clarify that it's not, this is not a twin turbo setup. Correct. Or a bi-turbo setup. This is a it's compound not twin, it's not by, it's not sequential, sequential, it's not any of those things. It no. is a fully, 100% of the time, compounded system. <laughs> There's no flapper valves in the intake no. manifold and, like and old And that's Supras. why a lot of <laughs> compound systems fail, is because people try to make them way too complicated. And I think Kevin Jewer said it the best, is they always end up just being a failed sequential. Yep. Mm -hmm. yep. Mm -hmm. So, um, and then there was someone else that asked a question. Um, balance shafts removed on your car, Al? Are there, I think you have neutral balance shafts, don't you? I just left the chain out. So okay. it has stock balance shafts just sitting in place. Just okay. chilling. And then I run an electric water pump. There you go. Okay. Now, back to your setup and what happened. Yeah, so keep going. You have So you have a compound turbo setup, the, the ZZP race block and ZZP ported head. Yep. I have a Diamond Fab custom intake manifold. It has an extra about one and a half liters added to the plenum. That worked amazing. Um, I do run a BBK Mustang 5.0 throttle body just because it's a nice universal square bolt pattern, three inch throttle body cable. Heckin' Ford parts on a. At least Chevy. it's not OEM Ford parts. At least it's aftermarket. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's also a cable throttle because yep. of your. Because I run a FuelTech FT550 standalone. And for the power control, I use a hardwire PDM15. That thing is sweet. The, probably the best bang for the buck money that I've ever spent on that car, period, is that hardwire PDM. I want to convert everything to one of those. It's It saves so much time and hassle because there is not one single fuse or relay on the entire car. It is all ran through that PDM, other than the fuses that are in the switch panel, but that's because it came with them and I don't actually use them. 
<laughs> Someone's going to mention that. <laughs> as far as the actual stuff going on in the car, it monitors the voltage, the current. You can set your peak times, and like it's, they they are absolutely amazing. It is one hundred percent the future of automotive. Way less wires, and like it communicates with the fuel tech through the CAN network, so I can trigger the outputs on and off based off of the every sensor that the fuel tech can read, and I didn't have to run a single wire to it. Well, editor in two yep. for the can. That's it. Pretty cool. Hey, here's a good question just so we can keep it in the moment so we don't forget them. So, Fiery says, how does a smaller turbo handle the increase in pressure once the second one spools? Does it overspin or is there a way to bypass? Longevity be a question in mind. This is actually a very good question. It is a very good question. Yes. So, I think you can probably condense that pretty and well. I knew how it worked beforehand, or I wouldn't have built the system, but since I have shaft speed sensors on both turbos, I actually have data logs to show exactly how this works and why that is not a concern. But that is a very common question, so don't feel bad for asking it. One of the easier ways that I can explain it is the, the turbo, any turbo, if it had a brain, would not understand boost. Mm-hmm. Turbos operate on pressure ratio. So it is taking the air that is going into the compressor, squeezing it by a certain amount, and then letting it out the other side. So when I put 30 pounds to the inlet of the Z57, it doesn't really care. It's just, okay, this is the density of air that I have. With this much shaft speed and this much work going into the turbine, I'm going to compress it this much farther and then send it out the other side. <laughs> so what you see in, in actual application, there's a, a main wastegate on the header collector that controls the boost pressure of the overall system. And then there's a second gate that bypasses the small turbo but only by a certain amount. The bypass gate has 24 pounds worth of spring in it. Uh, due to the way the, the priority works out and the system actually works really efficiently, it ends up adding about 15 PSI to whatever the big turbo gives to it. And that doesn't change. It's still adding that same amount of boost no matter what the, the big turbo gives it because wastegates do operate on boost pressure. Mm -hmm. So as the boost of the entire system goes up, the workload on the small turbo actually goes down. So even though on fourth gear on my last pass, there was 44 pounds of boost coming out of that Z57, it was only doing the same amount of work as if it was making like 12 to 13 PSI on its own. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Which is easy mode. Which is yeah. easy mode. So, so you okay. can actually look at the data logs and see as the system gets to higher boost levels and becomes more efficient, the shaft speed on the Z57 actually drops down a little bit mm -hmm. because the pressure ratio is dropping as the system's boost goes up. And you can watch that exact correlation happen with the shaft speed as things get higher. Yeah. And, and you just kind of even further, like, just dumb it down for people. Not dumb it down. It's not the correct word I'm saying, but just to get people to get it because it's, it's kind of an advanced concept, you know, mm -hmm. if you think about it. So, you guys, you have a big turbo making the boost. It makes 45 pounds. To get the extra, I'm, I'm just throwing out numbers, not using your specific ones, but to get an extra 10 pounds, that other turbo only has to do, like, Hey, I want to make 10 PSI on this on this turbo, mm -hmm. which on a Z57 is not trying at all. That turbo yeah, right. is for 20 to 25 pounds of boost. Mm -hmm. So you're turboing the air that's already being turboed. And and what's great about the setup and all the data that Al got, uh, 
turbos are based on a max shaft speed. They're not based on a max boost, boost level. Speed, yes. right. Um, yeah, so you can watch that, and every turbo manufacturer has a max recommended shaft speed. Yep. So if you were, you know, spinning a Z57 to, say, 35 PSI, mm-hmm. which is past what the shaft speed is rated at, you could see that and watch that. But the reason they're rated in shaft speed is that, and I just learned this, that's what they can safely balance the turbo to. Mm-hmm. Yes. It doesn't mean that they couldn't go farther, but as speed increases, and if there's any variation, just like a tire, and, you know, you got also compressor wheels will explode. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So a lot of times the shaft speed is just a function of the uh, tangential velocity of the, the OD of the compressor wheel. Yep. Like there's a certain speed limit there with the materials that you're working with, and and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, got it. Sorry, I'm, I'm gonna keep jumping your questions just so we can keep up on them. Yeah. Is a quarter intake for the Cal ATS for the 2.0, and do you need any aftermarket upgrades for the intake? Very good question. Very simple one. Uh, yes. Uh, we sell intakes for the ATS V and the two liter. We do not sell for the two five or the three six. Nope. So. Uh, yes, our most all of our parts in the in our ATS section are for are mainly based on the LTG, the 2.0 turbo. There are some that go to the other cars like suspension parts, uh, and then the ATSV and the ATSV section. Uh, you should have a PCM tune with your intake, but you do not need anything else. You can just you technically run the intake by itself. Mm-hmm. So and plenty of people do. Plenty of people. But do, we yeah. we especially on an LTG that has a fragile engine, as it is, we recommend a PCM tune. Not only will it make you have more power. But yes. we can also make it run safe. And side tangent. Sorry, real quick. <laughs> Finish uh, it. Do, please, guys, if you get a lean code, your engine isn't running lean. Your car is saying without fuel trims, your engine will be running lean. So you're not going to blow it up just because of that. But anyway, uh, go ahead, Al. This just thing? dawned on me. Anyone listening that is familiar with the term boost weather, yes. you already understand how compounds oh, work. Yeah. You just didn't know it. Yep. Mm. So you yep. know yep. that when the air is colder... And there's more air molecules in a given space, and your turbo can make more power because it's starting with air that is already more dense. That's all that the big turbo in my system is doing, is supplying incredibly dense air to the inlet of the Z57. So the Z57 is moving 82 pounds a minute of air because the big turbo squeezed it all down into a much smaller package. So the Z57 is still flowing the same volume that it always does. There's just way more air molecules per space to start with, and that's how it's able to send that much power out of that two-inch outlet. <laughs> yep. Um, another another new addition this year, which I helped a lot out on and was very impressed with how it works, was moving to an air-to-water setup this year instead of air-to-air. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, in a daily car or, you know, running around running around town time attack something like that air to water can have its drawbacks in the fact that uh you got to fill it with ice Mm -hmm. and so this setup was set up with the old fuel cell as a ice tank but flow through tank so it's unlike a lsj stock supercharger system that's all sealed the water is actually flowing through the tank and we could add ice but on an entire half mile pass it gained what nine degrees, nine degrees. and the IAT twos 
That's, which was and, incredible. And that was running 44 pounds out the back end. That, and for any normal car that's been on the street, that just wouldn't happen like no. that. So, and I'm saying that's just the thing. Like, air and water, air water cars on blowers, you know, that's like the go-to. But yep. for a very specific setup, air to water is very, very good. But for any sort of longevity, daily driving, it's not always as applicable. Yeah. But, and, you know, you can, high horsepower levels. you can fit a much smaller intercooler in the engine bay which mm -hmm. working with two two turbos you kind of have to yep. um and it's all run by two zp oh, stage one pumps i like that question Hold on. Let, let me let me get some. i gotta catch up quick quick question roll call what would be the easiest way to get three to four hundred horsepower the 1.4 turbo on the sonic nitrous so well that is gonna be the easiest <laughs> however if you have a manual manual 1.4 sonic our ko4 kit along with cams valve springs full bolt-ons and E85 will get you in the 290-plus wheel horsepower range fairly easily. Yeah, the drag car, we made 315. I just had the sheet up the other day. 315 at that peak power, I believe, was 23 PSI. And yes. that that was before we were on one ethanol R. That was on straight E98. Yep. But I would expect the same power to be made on a good pump E85. Yep, exactly. So um, those, we just have bulky '98, so that's what we were in. Yep. Um, curious was ZP Venture in a, in a <laughs> supercharged and turbocharged car. So my friend, we did that like 20 years ago. Um, twin charging a, a car long... is something that that ZP did, especially in the Grand Prix days and in the Cobalt days for some time. It works pretty good. However, with turbo technology and the way that it is now, it is yeah. far more efficient to run just a turbo. The, like the turbo. And supercharger twin charge combo is fun. I get it. I've built or helped customers build two of them before I was here. But at no point did I pretend that it was something special or had some crazy advantage or anything like yeah. that. It just, it was fun to build. It does work well when you accept its limitations and operate within them. But yeah, for for big power numbers, turbo technology has gone up so exponentially in the past several years that twin charge is just obsolete. Yeah, it's, unless it's, you're doing it purely just for like a show car or something like, like that. Like a show car or saying that hey, I I did it and have something that's unique. Yeah, but you know what's also unique is a you know an axe that has a wooden head and a metal handle, but it doesn't work that well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So and you can make nearly 500 wheel horsepower on any of our two liters or more on a Z57 that spools mid threes. Yeah. Like, yeah, the like, <laughs> the blower thing, a lot of people say, oh, I like to blow, I like to wind. Yeah, you do, but then you realize you, you get to a turbo, like, oh, crap. Because in, for an example with the 3800, if you, a 3800 making, let's say, 340, 350 wheel horsepower. Okay. Once you, if you literally take that blower off and run a turbo at similar boost, you pick up like 70 wheel. Oh, yeah. Because people yeah. do not realize how much power a blower actually takes to pull itself and run. Yeah. So it mm -hmm. is, it's massive. I think that. Zoom said they measured it at one point and it was nearly 100 horsepower on a 3800. Yep. <laughs> Just yeah. to drive so the blower. Back when Zoom built a supercharger dyno, it, the biggest hurdle was getting enough electricity to the freaking motor <laughs> yeah. just to be able to run the system. Yeah, that's oh. that's big. Arcane Shadow, before I miss it, you say, can we get an out diagram? No, we're going to be here all day if out goes in the diagram mode, so we're going we're gonna to keep it on the base level. <laughs> Although today. there was yeah. a question about the Yeats kids thing, and I'm, yeah, I saw that. I'm glad you asked that one, because this is like, basically, there's a blender first that blends the kids <laughs> oh, no. oh, so that they're more dense, and then you just pour that sludge into the second 
second oh, merry-go-round and it that flings it. Him. Or in a very much nicer way, there's a merry-go-round that has a that has only there's only one direction you can go out, and it yeets kids into like stuff like straight that kids, into the next straight into them. So they're, and that was already spinning, so it's going faster. It's yeah, just velocity. Yeah. If, you these, know, these kids are getting hurt <laughs> on these merry-go-rounds. Like we've all seen YouTube videos of the hamster wheels going a million miles an hour, and the hamster just yeets off of it. Well, he just yeets straight into the middle of another hamster wheel that goes even faster. Correct. That is exactly what it is. Um, Chris, what's the mass efficient uh, boost level for a ZFR 7163? Most, most ZFR 7163, that's like 25, 27 pounds. Yeah. Probably at the most. You Mid-20s. Yes. Yeah. Oh, you can overspin it for and, a little bit. And then you, you'll chew up that, that expensive. That, that gamma tie wheel. So. wheel the yeah. max shaft speed on a 7163 is, uh, I believe, 158,000 is what they're rated at. Yep. That's a lot of speeds. <laughs> Uh, That's a lot is, of herbums. <laughs> it's similar for the 57. Um, hey, Noah Maxwell says, uh, what's the best way to make reliable 300 horsepower on an M62? Doing everything you possibly can in E85. Cans, port ahead, valve springs. Um, just throwing full, cool, excuse me, full cooling mods. Yeah. All the things, yeah, that'll make to make a pretty reliable 300-ish. Yeah, yep. it, if you want to go an extra step, you can port your blower. Yep, port blower is always helping. Watch uh, Tyler's video series. <laughs> Done. <laughs> I did see a question that got scrolled past. It was about the journal bearing versus ball bearing. I actually have had both on the car because we thought the ball bearing one went bad, even though it ended up being wrong. Um, <laughs> as far as the shaft speed limits are the same. Uh, the bearing structure, at least in this case, isn't part of that factor or isn't a factor in that equation. Um, Technically, you could, like, on paper, say that a ball bearing would make more because there's less drag, so, you know, less pressure needed to get the same work out of the turbine. But in real life, we haven't seen that. Yeah. I mean, they make almost the exact same power per PSI of boost. Mm -hmm. We do see slightly quicker spool with the ball bearing by a couple hundred RPM. I'm going to say between two to 300 typically is what we'll see, but... Uh, It's not a huge... It's not not like you're going from a KO4 to a 257. Ball bearing versus journal, you're going to get like a thousand horsepower spool. Um, In reference to compound setups, plenty of people have ran successfully with journal bearing, and there's plenty of people running ball bearing turbos that like is well it kind of goes to what I was saying earlier the the small turbo isn't doing 44 psi of work the way it sounds like so the the factory bearing structure is perfectly fine uh, Frank uh, I would check your plug gap or your coil back uh, the one four is for whatever reason, like to open up plug gap. They they also eat coil packs. That's uh, yeah. They just eat some, whether it be stock or aftermarket. Or they just eat coil packs. For yeah. So, it, um, that's where I would start is the ignition system. Uh, you slam your plug gap down and see if it goes away. Uh, past that would be fuel pressure related, maybe. I don't know. Some, something I do want to bring up because I've seen people mentioning ball bearings too. So, guys, I do want to mention something that, that everyone should know, um, especially with a lot of people first time getting into different types of turbos. Ball bearing and journal bearing, uh, ball bearing turbos are a little more sensitive to oil pressure. Just keep that in mind because mm-hmm. a lot of people think that, oh, you know, you know, we'll, we'll just bring it to life. Some people say, oh, there's Z57, they smoke or this or that, but you put a restrictor on them and they're fine. Uh, they are very sensitive to oiling as they get too much. Little well, stuff like that. A, a big reason for that is because in the ball bearing, there's gaps between the balls. Yes. So the, the oil can easily go through them. Whereas a, 
the journal bearing, there's a very tiny gap that is just a few thousands. So like a journal bearing turbo, all else equal, is inherently going to be much, much more resistant to leaking out of the ceiling rings yeah. than a ball bearing is just because the bearings themselves are actually blocking a lot of that force. However, if you have 80 PSI of oil pressure stuck in the bearing housing, yeah, you're, you're going to smoke a lot. Yeah, you're smoke it a was lot. more like 120. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking from a distance, about the half mile. Yeah. But, but yeah, guys, so just remember that, too. Uh, we actually dealt with a company back in the day, Turbonetics, I believe. And um, we were dealing with this back, this is early, early days, even before my time. And the story from some of the older guys here. And the guy was like, hey, just make it stop smoking. Restrict the oil. Do what you got to do. That's from people that only make turbos that do this thing. So this is not just a singular issue. Yeah. Yeah. Ball bearing turbos do not need much oil to run. Yeah. Like, Great. realistically, there could be a drip every couple of seconds and <laughs> yeah, they would be fine. So. Uh, case simp uh, I, I actually had a entry level kit it was the first one we developed on my old ion with a Z54 and we made a little over 400 on it uh, stock cat back yeah stock cat back uh, at the time stock cooling system which I highly do not recommend yeah. uh, but yeah, that's recipe for a dino queen that was at I think 22 PSI I had turned it down to like 18 driving around most most of the time. I drove that car for nearly two years and then sold it to Bo and then Bo sold it to Ryan K. Yep. <laughs> Who now works here also. <laughs> Who now works so here also. That car's been through a few people. So yeah, it's Z54 is great. I I like it. It's based similarly to the Borg Warner 6758. You'll have a little bit faster spool than a, a 57 or a 7163, but mm-hmm. you you can make 400. Yeah, you it's, can. You can push it. Uh, for people that don't know the question, he was, uh, the question was, any of you guys running the Z54, what numbers you seeing on full bolt tones, the E85, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, now, if that's LNF, uh, you'll make similar numbers with that, you know, pushing it a little less harder. You can probably make mid-fours. We're pushing the LNF pretty hard with that very similar but um crap a lot of questions coming in suddenly <laughs> jesus uh, oh i forgot i saw a clapper asked earlier why did i choose the 57 and i wanted to catch that one because it actually kind of ties into the whole compound stuff um i knew that i wanted to set up a system that was going to be roughly a thousand horse capable so one of the things that i spent a lot of time doing before i actually started on the compound kit was i Spent the better part of a year researching successful gas, small displacement compound setups. There aren't very many out there. There's like five other ones in the world that I know of. There's a lot of failed ones, though. So I looked at what the successful guys were doing, and I looked at what the guys that failed did and kind of built my plan from there. And one of the easiest ways that you can get really close on ideal turbo sizing is going about half the power rating between your big turbo and your small turbo. And my big turbo is a 9180 that's rated at 1,000. So we have a Z57 right here available for me. Rated about 500. And it's rated about 500. Yep. So that's exactly why I chose that one. And I wanted to you know showcase something cool that our house brand turbo could be a part of yeah very true um now quickly because we are getting a lot of questions in um i'm gonna miss some of them i want to go back to your half mile story because we need to get that oh yeah uh, so i'm I'm gonna uh, grab jason's real quick go for it jason says tyler are you still trying for 300 on a stock pulley on the cobalt that is in the plans (laughs) at at least right now we had to get a new cobalt so yeah Yeah, you had to replace the cobalt yeah so uh 
I have a track day in October. That's the deadline to get it running. But hopefully, I mean, really, it's only a night's worth of work. It's pretty much October now. We just went through this. I, yes, I know. Yes, yeah. We did just go <laughs> But I already this. did the whole rebuilding the car part. Now I just need to bolt some tiddly bits on. And put your interior back together. <laughs> yeah, well, that too. But you can drive it without that. Yeah, if uh, you guys want to come and see a cobalt in 50 shades of blue. <laughs> and 50 shades of blue. I have passed Depends on. Depends how hard you squeeze it. I have passed on my hood to Tyler. Yes, so I have. My first ever aftermarket yeah. hood. And it's yeah. wrapped. <laughs> That's red. Yeah. Cobalt, so. 50 shades of blue. You're leaving A that, couple right? shades yeah. of red, some gray, yeah. black, and white. Yep. <laughs> it's going to look real ugly for this track day. But So, by the way, everybody, our wild followers, Al doesn't want it, Tyler doesn't want it, but I'm going to use you to start hashtagging mini badger because it's going to have a white hood eventually because no. the hood under it is white. So, if it's white and blue, mini badger. Mini badger. Al's honey badger, Tyler's mini badger, Tyler's small, uh, he's small version of Al. It's okay. I will say, though. It's fair. We'll, we'll see how the track day goes, and I may want to keep the blower, but I've driven a lot of turbo cars lately, and I kind of want to go back to turbo. Yes. What? I, what? Welcome, Trevor. Also, because I want to do something <laughs> Trevor just different. unfriended you. <laughs> I'm so this proud of you, This was the whole thing. It, nope. I know. Nope. I know. We will see. But nope. uh, my brain is going nope. places. Yep. If because, they had nitrous systems that lasted for a full track session, <sighs> then maybe they'd be different. <laughs> nope. Let's go turbo. Turbo is good. Turbo. Turbo. <laughs> 320-pound bottles nah, in the car. Now we're talking. Oh, God. Okay. Full, full Vin Diesel pulling up the seat, except it's the entire back seat of Nitrous. <laughs> it's the whole, the whole stacked up. I've got a 55-gallon drum full of it nah, back just there. Just get a mother bottle. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Okay, Al. Back to your half mouth. So then we'll get back to Jason, I said I was still going for it. I'm not a quitter yet. Jason, I'm yeah. sorry. He, Jason, Tyler chooses to be fast. He identifies as fast. Okay. Uh, well, we'll Mr. See. Blower guy. <laughs> Maybe I'll just buy another car and turbo that. Oh, don't say that. I gotta get. I'm low on, probably will. Though. I'm low on cars right now. I haven't had no. another car in a while. It's nice to have money. Yeah. It's nice to have money. I still it? don't have money. See, that's the thing. <laughs> yeah, like they're, he got rid of cars and there's still no money. Might as well get the cars again. <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> I sell them and then I have a little bit of money for a very short period of time. Oh my god! And then it's gone again. <laughs> you guys. Ow. Okay, so you got it together. The setup on it. We talked about the setup. And so what happened at the half mile? Well, the, just to wrap it up, the only other new things were I switched to an F40 Regal case with a Saab European diesel gear set. Oh, yeah. Hey, how fast? How, what's the top speed in third gear? 155. <laughs> Guys, 155 in third gear. Think about what fourth gear can do. Well, the normal F40, you're swapping to 150 is the top of fourth. FYI. Yeah, my fourth does 215. Yeah. <laughs> you never will need to go In fifth. fourth gear? Yeah. So that stupid. is so long. Fourth gear with the tires that I run at 9,000 RPM is 215. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So it's... I have enough gear for the goal. Yep. That, yep. that was the whole reason. Mm-hmm. Yep. It is... I'm still figuring out how to launch it. Yep. The first goes to 55. Yeah, that's a lot. That's, that's a like a, that's a Corvette. The, yeah. I remember when the C5. It's near a Corvette first. The, yeah. When the C5s, no, maybe it was the C6s came out. C6. And people were doing zero to 60 runs in, in first. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It's Corvette, C6s. So. What? I could take it 9,500. I yeah. could do zero to 60 oh, in first. Yeah, Tanner says, hey, Alan Ryan, thank you again for helping me. Get with the setup. Thank you the for thanking running. us. Yeah, thank you for thanking us. Al, I still need to get my fuel pump in, and we can turn it up. There you go, Sweet. Tanner. We're happy to help. Helping so, people is one of my favorites. Yep, especially people that are good to easy to work with. We yes. like that. <laughs> so, Al, at the half mile, what happened? Well. Nah, just go into it. Well, we didn't get what we wanted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, watch the video. Yeah, um, essentially. 
the I'll condense this as much as I can. We finally get the car running the night before the event, push it into the trailer, and haul ass down the highway. Get to the Airbnb at two o'clock in the morning, barely get some sleep, get to the track at a decent time, and. I wasn't expecting it to idle like a streetcar because it has 520-pound injectors, but I wanted to at least get it smoothed out enough that I didn't have to worry about stalling or anything. And while we were doing that, it started picking up this random intermittent misfire that I didn't know what it was, and that set off a series of diagnostics that took most of the entire day uh, before eventually finding out that it was basically just something to do with the injectors and the injector timing and i need to stop being so picky about how the car idles because it's not built to idle anyway so you're saying big injectors don't idle very good huh? no no okay. weird weird, weird. Right? yeah continue they're mad so first day basically you spend nine hours of the day diagnosed something that didn't need to be diagnosed it yep. was pretty great how we backed it out of the trailer. Al was full tuner mode, pretending he was on a dyno. Tyler and I were drilling holes into the side. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All Perfect. these Lambo dudes were like, what are these guys doing? Our job wasn't <laughs> done. We got work to do. <laughs> yep. And I was eating donuts. <laughs> yeah. But uh, we did get it to the point where I made one pass on Saturday. Uh, wheel speed sensor was unplugged, so it thought I was in neutral, and I just had gate pressure the whole time. But... And you ran what speed? 133. What's for... For, uh, for those of you who want to know, uh, full bolt-on, probably TVS LSJ would run 135 in the in the half. I think one might have hit 140 before. Maybe. Maybe. A TVS car? Yeah. Taylor Straczynski or whatever? Yeah. I think. But, like, there was one when the one, the, the one Justin Reed ran at. We had a guy running 135 on a TVS consistently. So mm-hmm. our own gate press where his car busted ran the same thing. Mm-hmm. What did uh, Snowball do again? Because I always forget. 156? Uh, 159.32. <laughs> Still the record. Thank you. <laughs> okay, sorry. Full-weight streetcar. Jesus. Oh, here we go. But all it takes is 600 horse. It's that easy. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Oh, that, that was some of the most amusing stuff I'd seen in a yes, while. Yes, that guy. If you know, you know. Yeah, that guy's <laughs> hilarious. Anywho. So, in hindsight, there was actually some really cool data gained from that gate pressure run because it ties back into what I was talking to you about, the efficiency of the, uh, the mm-hmm. air inlet and then the exhaust bullhorn. Uh, the car gains boost with speed. Like, Ram Air works, especially when you're multiplying it twice through a compound turbo setup. Because on that 12 pounds of gate pressure, I got 18 at the top of fourth. At That's 130 mile an hour. That's pretty good. So just that little bit of extra density going into the first turbo, and then that gets multiplied and yeah. gets multiplied again, and I was getting a few pounds yeah. out of it. So after learning that knowledge, you go home, do a little drinking, get actually well, get some sleep. Okay, well, you have fun with friends. <laughs> drink my fake beers. Some, drink your fake beers. Actually get some sleep. Got a little bit of sleep. A little bit, yeah. Okay, next day. So we come out, and... I kind of tweaked with the idle a little bit more. Got it. Got it running pretty well. Plug the wheel speed sensor in, and then we go out and uh, I don't remember. I put a little bit of boost in it. Ran 144, which was exactly what I was aiming for. Was mid 140s, and then I'm like, okay, I'm gonna do 150s. I threw like another 10 pounds in it. Goes 159. I'm like, ah, oh, sweet. That was easy. It's yep. doing exactly what I want it to do. <laughs> Better. 
better than I wanted it to do. Because yep. I still had a lot of boost I could throw at it from that 159 pass. But when I stopped to pack my parachute and then fired the car back up, I noticed the car puffed some smoke. Uh, we get back, take the charge pipe off, and there's oil in the compressor cover of the Z57. So I just assume that something happened to that turbo. Didn't really know why. The data log looked great. But we had a spare cartridge with us, so we commenced to tearing half the turbo kit apart to swap out the center <laughs> section of the turbo. Mm -hmm. and that was when the spare I had with me was a journal bearing cartridge. Got that put in, get it all back together, fire the car up. Choo -choo. It's still smoking a little bit. <laughs> we get up, we go through some hassles, getting through the line. We end up being the very last car to run. And then I, I go pull out and it's still smoking. And, and I can't really see it that well from inside of the car. I can just kind of tell it's there. So I'm just assuming there's a bunch of oil in the pipes that still has to burn out. So uh, flustered, I start to make the pass. I bog the snot out of the car, waste like a third of the track because it, 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 I, I'm not going into detail. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I screwed up major on that launch. It really, happens. really bad. It happens. Keep going. Um, but the car finally climbs out of it midway through second. I hit third on the scramble button, hit fourth on the scramble button. It was 44 PSI in fourth gear. The car was moving. So incredibly fast and like I hadn't been in it at full power since last fall so you, you wonder how off your butt dyno calibration is but it definitely felt it was, the it fastest the it ever has yeah it was falling the mill um and, and ran a 160 on that pass, which... Messing up I and wasting a third of the track. You completely wasted the front half of the track. I lifted on every shift because I was so flustered. Like it, it was a complete garbage pass and was still my fastest of the event. So he tylered it. Is what the, what he said. So yeah, now pretty you can't much. yell at Tyler for not no lifting no more. <laughs> well, yeah. I'm still going to yell. Okay. <laughs> I learned how. All right. So then after you got back from that pass, what happened? I had a small fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. so there was smoke. Where there's smoke, there's fire, I guess. <laughs> so once we put the puzzle pieces together, the scavenge pump had come unplugged after the 159 pass. That's what we needed to hear. Which, when that happens, basically my turbo oil drains became a dead end. Yeah. So 100 and whatever PSI oil pressure was <laughs> filling up those drain lines and housings, and it was going to find a way to get out. The other thing that that caused was an insane amount of drag on the turbine shaft because the shaft speeds were a lot higher to run the boost that I was running. It's running Swimming in molasses. molasses. It would, yeah, they Literally. were full of oil. Um, oh, hey, Randy. Oh, hey, Randy. Get out, Randy. But and, and so that's kind of like I like telling the story of how this event went because, yeah, I didn't get a record run in. But when I look at the things that did go wrong, they were so insignificant in hindsight. Yeah, it's annoying that they had to happen on race day. But but whatever. Uh, I've said it a hundred times. Like the, the race day is such a small part of what the reason I do this. Um, and I've had talks with several people and several friends that if there was some random reason that I had to either give up building or racing, racing's gone in a heartbeat. Like, it's it's a cool thing that I get to do at the end of this entire process. Yep. Um, and see, and, and, that's, and that's something else, too, we can touch on, too. There are a lot of different types of car enthusiasts, too. Mm -hmm. Like, you are out, you're a builder. You like the, the building process. You like to see and see it running at the end. Like, that is your... 
Uh, yeah, we've been at Martin before or other places, and people have said something about, uh, oh, like, too too bad you do all this, and Tyler drives the car. Like, I do not care. Wait, someone said that? Uh, there are a couple of different people have said that. Like, trying to be sympathetic. Like, oh, you put all this hard work in, you don't even get to drive it. Like, I don't want to drive it. <laughs> you just want to see it I go fast. I want to see the car go fast, and he's going to make it go faster than me with all those equals. So, here's the keys, buddy. Like, <laughs> I do not care. Yep. So, you have some people that are car enthusiasts that like to build. Some people that like to drive some people that are the race like everyone has like don't don't be shy about what you like to do guys you know there's nothing wrong like with when i guide tyler up to the line and i stand back and i see him nail a launch i get more goosebumps than he probably does <laughs> yeah because i don't know what's going on you, yeah he's half blind everything's green yeah <laughs> his hands don't know what to do with themselves but all in all while even though even though a small part of it that you didn't hit the goal the car is still up the car still yep. runs. He's got to clean a little bit of oil out of the charge pipe, <laughs> and then we're good. And the car's maybe let up. the turbos drain yeah. out. Yeah, maybe the turbos drain. Like, I collected so much amazing data from that event that I just every time I pull up the logs, I find some new cool thing, and I'm really excited to get it on the dyno and see what it actually does. Um, but then also more excited because I know how well. Excuse me. The Ram Air system is working, so whatever I make on the dyno, it can make even more on the track if I want it to. Which is sweet. And then he'll take it all apart and redo everything all different. Yeah, probably. (laughs) (laughs) I'm very much keep your cars running. So, all in all, good positive things. The Honey Badger's still together. The Honey Badger still exists, and it runs right now. Looks the best it ever has. Runs the best it ever has. It actually has side skirts. It has side skirts. That's pretty cool. All right. Uh, Cody says, Tyler, what's the update on the motor and trans swap to the blue shell car? I was just going to say, car. Tyler, let's talk about an update with yep. you. Yeah. What's going it. on with you? The people want to know the people what's happening. Know. Uh, so, I, shoot, it was probably two months ago now. But I took an entire weekend, blocked it off. Bo got me. Was it three months three ago? Three months ago. Oh, man. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, weird how that works, huh? <laughs> uh, blocked off two bays, so I rolled in both cars, uh, dropped the full cradle out of Old Blue, moved it over, put it in the new one, transferred over the fuel system, suspension, brakes, a bumper, most, most things. And so it's been sitting like that for apparently three months now, and it's very close. I just need to get some heater hoses hooked up, downpipe hooked up, bleed the brakes, bleed the clutch, uh, put fluids in it, and so it can drive. Where, and what mods have you gotten? Don't I get? I see it. What uh, <laughs> what ha, what parts have you gotten for this car? Ah yes. So in our my never-ending journey with it. It's, you know, ultimate goal is, like, cool, time attack car. Mm-hmm. But I'm mostly too broke for that, so it's <laughs> it's a long journey. But I am switching to 5 by one fourteen point three, which Ryan is very happy oh, about. Finally. I was originally going to do 4 by 100 and <sighs> I just ditched that because... Feels good. Uh, I don't really know why I did good. It. Anyway. It's going to be heavy and slow now. So <laughs> Yeah, um, that extra stud. <laughs> so I've got those to go on. I've got a set of wheels I bought from Al like three years ago. I've got a fresh set of tires. Those will go on. I want to put some coilovers on. And it's got the new hood, which is sweet. Me and Trevor, well, 
forever, is working on some splitter brackets for the mm -hmm. Cobalt. We actually have three prototype parts that will be available for yeah. everyone so on guys, your car that, that nobody knows about. exciting. You guys are going to get the benefit from us messing around with Tyler's car. So, uh, yep. um, okay, is one on the website, the side ones? Can I talk about those? Not yet. I Not can't yet. talk about They're them? close. They're close. They're real close. Okay, I'll put it like this. They're getting the finishing, get the finishing touch. There's a part that originally was designed on the snowball coming to the to the public. Yep. So it is on Tyler's car now. Originally on the snowball, so you guys will have snowball parts. <laughs> Al is so confused. <laughs> Al, Al is so doesn't care. <laughs> yeah. If we told you, you also wouldn't care. So. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. It's, it's for a better car than his. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. <laughs> I'll take that. I saw Frank say something about uh, me feeling like a proud parent when Tyler gets a bad pass or a good pass. And I had to laugh because you don't realize how true that is because when he has a bad pass, uh, he can feel the shame. I don't even have to say anything. Oh, no. Yep. Well, it's funny because we also said, we, we used to joke around and say, Al, take your belt off. Your kid's messing up. Yeah. <laughs> and he would, come, he would literally walk around the corner and <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was pretty good. Yeah. You know, when you do something bad as a kid and then you look at your parents and you give them those eyes. And then yeah. You look and your dad's just standing there staring at you. That's that happened. Yep. That's him. <laughs> yeah. That's him. But uh, yeah, in Tyler's endeavor of suspension development here, mm -hmm. it's kind of also hand in hand gone in with arrow now mm -hmm. we're learning about obviously so we've got which i am getting excited about the sonic kit going and now yep. the cobalt one going so hopefully, hopefully a lot, soon a lot of stuff for you guys out there that are looking to expand and not just do yep. one thing with your cars it's a lot of learning and testing for us but yes. we'll figure it out if any of you guys have experience making fiberglass bumpers <laughs> shoot me a message because i'm gonna here. be tackling that this winter oh boy or if you have a old the car, the bed car sheet. will already do with what, what you want it to do, already. But that's okay. <laughs> let me just tangent on this for a second. <laughs> the biggest driving factor in wanting to actually dink around with wide body is it something that I can take the car home and put it in the garage and mess with that at home this winter. That's true. And yeah. be, and then I can still tinker with the car, but then be right there with my kids and family. And yes, that's true, Cody. Uh, are you doing new hubs or spacer adapters? Ha a spacer adapters are not the right way to do a, 14, a 5 by one fourteen swap. Yeah, they do the job. The, 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 the correct way of doing it is to redrill the hubs and actually do a 5 by one fourteen mm -hmm. pattern. That is the correct way to do any sort of Shut up, swap. Randy. Listen, what did Randy say? <laughs> Fiberglass is for poor people. <laughs> Listen, Randall. You can't use my own line against me. Yeah. Uh, Randall, you're fired. Um, Steve... Steven asks, is a journal bearing turbo more tolerant to overspinning or is that a myth? I could see where someone might make that claim on, like, theoretically, but in real life, I don't see that having any practical effect. The, your shaft speed limit largely is the size of the compressor and turbine and how well it can be balanced. It's not, doesn't really have that much to do with the bearing assembly. Mm -hmm. Yep, yep. I hope Steven has no idea who Randy is. That'd be that makes that so much funnier. <laughs> that so much better. Uh, well, all right, Trevor. I mean, you really don't have your, you're, you're just working on, we got a 3D scanner yeah, now. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, that's yeah. really yeah, exciting. Have, have, you, have you changed the belt orientation on the Echo lately? 
lately? Because that's the extent of your car modding most of the time. <laughs> I tried to. I tried to. <laughs> Trust me. Well, no, well, Trevor, I mean, this is a, actually a cool point. Yep. What about what about you? Like you, because Trevor, for a lot of you guys know, he does media, but he also does like a lot of talented stuff, like with three yeah. D printing, so, and scanning, and stuff. Three D printer we've talked about here. We've got that running. We're loving it. We're using it all the time now. It's amazing. And Badger's we, got some printed parts. Yeah. We just got in our hands our first 3D scanner here, which mm-hmm. two months ago we started outsourcing 3D scanning. And like within two projects, it <laughs> became more cost effective for us to get our own. So we've got that. We've done a couple test scans, but yeah, and I think the, it's going to like half time our R&D process on a lot wait, of projects. Just, so. Yeah. If you already have a model and mm-hmm. have measurements, and just build it off of. Boop, and it's, boop. it's cool. It's pretty easy. Obviously, yeah. we're working on, uh, you know, figuring everything out. And yep. We just got it, what, two days ago? Two, oh, yeah. yeah. Literally two days ago. <laughs> Arcane Shadow, um, we didn't see your clutch question. Ask it again. We'll try to answer it. Uh, yes, we do have a Discord. We aren't on there as often as yep. we should. You know, I'm playing video games. I'm not allowed in. I actually checked yeah, in on it uh, last night. Nice. Adam, nice. Adam Project, it is an Einscan Pro 2X 2020. Yep. Why aren't you allowed in? It's pretty cool. Because I can't figure out how to get in it. <laughs> that doesn't mean you're not allowed. Uh, mean- that's what I'm saying. I'll, come to me. I'll figure it out for you. Uh, like I need more people to talk to. <laughs> no. Question for Ryan. Is a Snowball's body kit custom or did someone uh, make body kits for them back in the day? Yes to both, actually. My kit mm-hmm. is a RSX Ings Plus One kit combined with a OEM upper half. So the RSX is actually very similar to Cobalt's, and I use a lot of my um, inspiration. Hey, I was just asking you about this earlier. Uh, real quick, Ethan Vink, our, we said the scanner, the printer is a FlashForge 13.3. Yeah. So Anyways. it's the factory upper half? <laughs> yeah, it's the factory upper half. Which molded. is like the same plastic as the ion one, wouldn't it be? Uh, yes, yeah. it's poly, but this one has fiberglass back. So it's, like, it's, it's factory encased in fiberglass on, on the back and front side. So, but it is. Okay. A, so, yeah, but. Well, that's with my project. I'm going to dink with this winter. I was you wondering, can, can you bond yes. fiberglass into the factory yes. plastic? The answer to that is yes, you can. That's, that's what my bump That makes is. things way easier. You can cut a upper half because that's what mine is. Mine's cut out of line. It means mm-hmm. RSX mm-hmm. and then you did the body work to that. There used to be a guy way back in the day, and he it's a lot of money because the Ings kits themselves are a lot of money. And so he bonded that to a cobalt setup, and then now that's what I have. Because L was thinking about getting one of the drag sonic units civic 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 units and then doing a half half because tyler said the ek has a almost identical wheelbase if if it does if the widths are similar to it you can make it work with the um upper half like because you know how the ions and coals have that one body line line. yeah Yeah. literally the perfect line to cut it you cut Mm, about like much lower than it have a lot of space to bond it to Mm. but then yeah, you could. It's good to have bottom support, so it's like your your drag split. Right. It's good to do that because then obviously it makes it less brittle and stuff. So. Right. If anyone has a b- b- used EK Civic fiberglass front drag bumper, <laughs> yeah, you know that they're trying to get rid like of, like a three piece <laughs> wide body kit in the garage that you're just gonna throw away, and I'll, I'll come pick it up. Arcane message either Tyler or myself or somebody about that. That's more of an in depth tech question that we can. We'll we'll, we'll try oh, to yeah. out with that later. That's not something that we uh, can, uh, customer service at zzperformance.com. That too. <laughs> One day turnaround answers. I mean, don't promise that right now. It's the weekend. <laughs> One to two. I will fight you. Three days on the weekend. <laughs> we'll get around. <laughs> yeah. So most times it's, it's it's one to two, but um, but yeah. So you go, you got that up and running. Yep. You're working with that. You're working on a bunch of splitter projects, and mm-hmm. um, there may be a ball joint project at some point in time. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
for LNF ball joint project. LNF ball joints. We also are hoping, hopefully next week we get to start on it. Going to try and do some roll center correction for the front of Cobalt. Weird point with these cars where we're seeing the part of a car's life where stuff isn't carried anymore. Yeah. And we want to keep the cars on the road. So like anything that's like going out of stock from GM, we're Mm going to try to develop an equivalent or better. And but that's how to keep them on the road. We help you guys keep these cars on the road. So. Yep. Yeah. Because we like these silly cars. We do. Just as much as you. (laughs) Clutch doesn't fully disengage when stepping on the pedal. Either bent the disc or there's still air in it. There you go. Okay. That's part of it. (laughs) I mean, I trust me. I get it. You could I, you could have bled that thing for three days straight, and I will believe you, but there's still an air pocket in it somewhere. One out of every ten of these cars makes you want to put your head through a wall. <laughs> yep. Al, quick LSJ question for you from, from Noah Hammock. Also, Al, why did you put a, the Cobalt Dash, i.e. the Snowball's OEM Dash, in the Honey Badger? Is it easier to race with? Because Ryan needed a reason to live, so I had to repurpose one of the Snowball Wrong. parts. Wrong. Uh, no, actually, the main reason was because the Fuel Tech is the Dash and ECU all in one. It's not the largest Dash on Earth, so I needed it to be on the steering column where I could see it easily while I'm racing, and that looked really wrong with the ion cluster over in the middle. So I just got the idea, originally was just going to use the top skin uh, from the Snowball Dash and like come up with my own bracket to hold it in there just so it didn't look like it was completely stripped out. But once I tried that, I was like, wait a second, these two holes line up. Yep. So I went... they're Delta chassis, guys. Yeah. So So I went to the junkyard and bought a whole dash frame and everything out of a, a base model Cobalt and enough of it fits that you you can make it work yep it's it's not easy there's a lot of little <laughs> cut it like you got to cut some extra stuff out of the way but more and I, and I don't I don't mean this uh, in like my typical uh, shit boxy way but there are plenty of bolt holes that do line up that it is fully secure in there. yeah and all the yeah. Yeah, it's, snap it's into very place. secure the width is the same when you put the side panels on where the doors close uh, the only thing that I haven't tried is uh, a pillar yeah. integration that, oh, that might take a, a little finessing the, the yeah. ions are a lot thinner yeah they're thinner the and taller I'm sure but the door uh, cards yeah. would be a whole another oh, as far as the, <laughs> yeah, the dash bar, the frame assembly, the radio assembly, the glove box, and all that stuff, all of it swaps in. Yeah. Uh, Which co- is also, so again, when he's uh, racing, it's right in front of him because it's a, and the, the whole ECU in the screen or this thing is about like this this thin and like that big. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not very big. So he has something that's, you know, can block the sun and not, not looking over here for it. So right. how funny would it be to have a like whole tech dash in an eye <laughs> Like way, <laughs> way over there. You wouldn't see anything. <laughs> That'd be useless. So, Cody, for reading IAT2 temps. It's uh, Yeah, HP tuners is always going to be my best recommendation because really every car guy should have it. Yep. Interceptors, uh, Aeroforce is working on getting more chips to get them out to us. However, if you have an Android phone or go and pick up a cheap Android tablet or even like a prepaid phone, you can get a Bluetooth OBD scanner, pay the five bucks for Torque Pro, and then you do have to insert, uh, just search for Cobalt SS IAT2 PID, and an old CSS.net thread will come up. And you, you input those values in there, and then you can monitor uh, IAT2s. I just appreciate that you said Android twice there. Just 
I know. It's unfortunate. <laughs> it doesn't work on iPhone. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. But um, but yeah. Um, Want to guess else? how much I care? <laughs> yeah, zero. So I say we get Tyler. What, what other updates do we have? We have Tyler. We have your updates. Yep. We have Al's updates. What about yours? Oh, I guess I could. Um, Snowball's back. Snowball's back up and running. Uh, there is a custom Sidewinder <sighs> kit. The, and the ASP kit. Uh, it's using a uh, we're using a Zona Rota 5751 on it right now. Yep, makes a good power. There's some custom parts like maybe a manifold coming eventually Ooh. from it. Maybe yeah. we're already working it's on that. XR 5751S. XR Gotta get that full okay. fancy name in. All right, XR 5751S. That's the turbo <laughs> I'm using on it. Spool's real fun. Got a new hood for it. Um, ATS. Someone hit me in a turning lane. That's coming back up. Has our. Um, has our uh, new auxiliary, fuel, auxiliary kit. fuel kit on it. Oh, yeah. And uh, that's we just got freshly done from the body shop, and it's going to get rewrapped in two weeks. So, uh, yeah. Um, so far, both cars are up and running. I love driving my Cobalt every day. I hate getting out of my driveway because i, I got to get at a very specific <laughs> angle. Uh, but the car is fast AF right now, and we're going to turn it up more once uh, the manifold's back on there. We just got a little wire hooked up. Mm-hmm. Like, really, I can turn it whenever. I just have to bring it to work and say, hey, Al, let's go turn this thing up real quick, and we can go out and turn it's- it up. It's a lot of fun. I I got the pleasure of driving it, and the clutch is good. It's race car-y enough, but it's not shit boxy. Yeah, yeah. And, that, and that's and, uh, that's every everyone always that, appreciated that. Always everyone that gets in and drives it. They, See, like even Trevor. Randall agreed, and he likes low slow cars. Yeah, yeah. yeah Randy, Randy, I let Randy drive when he was up here visiting us, and that's what a lot of people are surprised about. People expect it to be a rally kind of. Excuse me, I throw it in there, but shit box. But yep. I made that car to. We show represent the LNF and Ecotech platform. We don't have much money. <laughs> <laughs> Not in there. I don't know if there's any money in that. No. actually. Yeah, I, I made is, it. I, I made it so it like everything goes together. It doesn't rattle. Has a radio. Everything works, and you know it's cool. You need it, it is the ultimate all season car right now, and that's what this point is. Yep. All season car looks good, drives good, handles really well. Right. I now, definitely too. think it's the best version it's ever been. Yeah, it's yeah, very cool. hundred percent. Right so looks the best. It sounds the best. It drives the best. Yeah, it definitely is. So the engine bay looks sweet. Yeah, people, all, people are like, oh, how you make it like seven? Like, no, hey guys, you know, we actually did something. We went down in power a little bit, which is fine. Sometimes mm-hmm. you have to do that. Yep, Trevor's all about that. But yeah, he that, kicked and screamed the whole <laughs> way. <laughs> I still want to. He still on. is. Yeah, he still is. <laughs> like, I'll, I'll put the eighty three seventy four back on it and put it back. Oh, it drives well. <laughs> uh, we got a couple minutes here. You guys want to? randomly read the chat see if there's any more questions you want to grab i've been trying to do that the entire time um and we'll just kind of wrap it up with a couple last questions i guess uh we do not have our zcp turbos out for the kappa cars yet unfortunately they interfere with the frame rail we're working we're working on that that's something we will work on. We we have a Kappa here, that's going to be for R and D, and we'll we'll get it up there. Uh, Ed, Tim actually has a Saturn Sky that he fully built, stock turbo for road course and autocross, but he doesn't like the way it drives because he put a big dumb clutch in it. And it's 100% Tim's fault and I love Tim and I told him 100%. <laughs> yeah, it's his fault, disc. not the cars. But it is very fast. It's super fast. Yeah. And it breaks things because it's fast. <laughs> yep. Uh, let's see, what else? Uh, hey guys, if I switch my Z57 no. to a dribber, can I avoid cool? <laughs> Jesus. Um, I'm going to slap you next week so hard. <laughs> Randy said, but no AC. <laughs> Yes, that is the one. Yeah, no AC. Snowball does not have AC, but that's the ATS. Clutch for 600 horse LSJ. Currently, uh, Clutch Masters FX500. Yeah, although I don't know how much power it holds, but 
Mike, I saw Mike Alferi in here. That center force clutch is nice. That is, it is, it it feels exactly like a stock clutch. Oh, yeah, huh. doesn't it? Don't, don't they have like the the ball? Bearings yeah, they have ball bearings in the pressure plate. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. Interesting. I'll have to look into it. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of wild. Uh, Cody, yes, I'm the original owner of the Snowball. I've had that car since day one. That car does not rattle. Yep, it does it? Just drives. <laughs> It it's just because he's got so much stuff crammed into it. There's no room for rattles. Details. Well, and all his Where panels are suede, so they're yeah. bigger. I took the opposite so, route, you know. and I took everything out of the car. If everything rattles, it doesn't. Nothing yeah, specifically everything rattles. rattles, nothing rattles. <laughs> <laughs> Any wrecks for an affordable tune? No, I don't like those words being together. What did uh, you say? What, what was it? Affordable tuner. No, no. no. People, HP tuners. Guys, stop cheaping out on your cars. HP tuners is the way to tune your car properly. You get data loss. You get to stretch your dollar the most farthest. And then it diagnosis, too. Yeah. You get to know this the car. And you know, even if you were referring to tuner as a person. Yeah, don't go don't with go the cheap, the cheap ones. Uh, Durzo Life, we are actually building an NA3800 on one of our shop cars. Oh, yeah. It's getting a GT2 cam, a converter, silver? ported heads. Yeah, the silver oh, one. Yeah. So we, it, it, is a, it wasn't originally an NA car. Uh, we supercharged it, and we are going back to NA because we want something that's fun to drive around town. People can get good gas mileage in. And it sounds real good. And yep. Oh, yeah, and it's getting an equalizer <laughs> and a cam. So it's, yeah, it's going to sound real good. And uh, spec base is still in Tim, full force. Tim loves that car. Yep. I don't know about it's Tim's spec anymore. Yeah. Well, it's, oh, that's why I said I mean, he's the force, class but. pioneer, so whatever his car is, is the spec. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's true. No one has joined us yet. It's just been me and Tim. Ryan's ATS, uh, right around five. I mean, it's already making five. Yeah. Over five. Yeah, uh, made, made 540 already. Oh, yeah. Well, let's make more then. Yep. I mean, we'll see. I Try mean, one of get... my new big housings on it. See if we can make more. Oh, yeah. That'd yeah, be we fun. need to put that on the Camaro. Mm-hmm. So I, I will say, too, um, you know, people brag about the numbers on that car. But remember, I'm still on a stock manifold turbo. People brag about the big 540s and 50s and 60s and stuff. But they have T3 manifolds and huge turbos and all that. I'm like, and stock I... injectors and stock high-pressure pump. Yep. I have stock fuel system size cams. Mm-hmm. That's it. Uh, Noah. 1,200 miles to break in stage three South Bend clutch um, on the highway will not. In downtown, definitely will. Sure, yeah. <laughs> so, how, yes yeah, how, how 1,200 miles seems like a lot to That's me. That's a lot. It's yeah. like, it's, it's, it's it, like Is a stage three inorganic <laughs> disc? I can't remember. FX, it's, it's, it, yeah, it does require a baking in process. It depends. <laughs> it's a heat cycling of the disc is what breaks them in mm-hmm. is the major thing. So it really depends on how you are driving it. If you are driving it very gently through town with lots of stop and go, you're probably going to have it good to go in maybe 100 or 200 miles. <laughs> if you're driving the highway, it could take 12,000 if you only shift five times a day. 12,000, Jesus. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, so Cody, same to you uh the gmpp is also organic so um yeah just what you know they recommend you know kind of revving it out and then letting an engine brake shift in quite a bit yep. you just want to get heat in it and the, the, yep. the more you actually it's use like, the clutch it's the like brakes the, the more you yeah is that, is that a cheeseburger that is a <laughs> cheeseburger <laughs> right. no nah, not allowed <laughs> <laughs> so all right well uh, uh what are you guys doing this weekend real oh, quick yeah. and then we'll get out of here me? Um, I'm going to Michigan Events. Unfortunately, we have a ZZB2, which I will miss. I miss putting shots this year, and I'm real <laughs> mad about it. Real mad. I don't have to ask anybody for a hood anymore because I have the hood on the car that I want. That's um, true. Then um, video games, Dungeons & Dragons is uh, Saturday nights. Um, I was challenged to not talk during it. 
So the I'm, whole time, I'm not supposed to talk to all giant, dumb giants. How's that supposed to work? That's aren't a weird those, game. Aren't those like six hours long? Mm-hmm. You're not gonna talk for six hours. I can do it. But I thought the game was talking. Yep, it is talking <laughs> and stuff, but. <laughs> Some people challenge me. Are you gonna mime the whole time or what? What are you I'm so confused. So no, no. So <laughs> you got some, sign language. So someone <laughs> said that you know because I'm big into role playing and playing my character and like I get really into it. Yeah. So I said, man, you couldn't survive without that. I'm like, eh. They start talking a little crap. So I was like, you know what? I'm not gonna talk the entire time unless I'm talked oh, to. Okay. So right. I can roll dice and do all this stuff without it. You're gonna snap. <laughs> wow. No faith. Wow. Jesus. <laughs> you. I'm right. <laughs> Uh, I have no idea what I'm doing this weekend. I got a bunch of projects I got to finish up, so it's probably going to be a go, go, go weekend, but that's fine. I got a lot of projects too, but I'm not going to do them. (laughs) I'm going to do, I have nothing planned for this weekend except for maybe to get around Metro Cruise a little bit. (laughs) Oh, yeah, it is Metro Cruise weekend, so if you guys are out, you may see a car or two of us say hi always, even if we're in traffic, just wave to us, we'll wave back. Maybe. If we see you, we will, obviously. Yeah, we see you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I have no no plans. It's kind of nice. Um, those those weekends are nice. Exactly. Adam Project cast Cone of Silence on me, and I'm standing in it the entire time. <laughs> Tyler, what are you doing? Tonight, uh, our customer and now friend, Charlie's coming into town. Who? So, Charlie Coon. Oh, Coon, okay. Yeah, I think that's what's that. Charlie from... Uh, K-U-H-N, right? Yeah. Charlie Cletus and Cars. Yep. Yep, he came to Cletus with us. Uh, he's been to Berlin. Oh yeah, he was a cool guy. Yeah, so he's he's coming into town. His parents live in GR, but uh, so he's gonna come hang out. I don't know what we'll do tonight. When? Probably tonight. Go, yeah, if we have a bonfire, I'll let you know. Please do. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, definitely. Probably doing that. <laughs> uh, and then tomorrow, tubing trip. Gonna so jealous. Eat some pudding shots and Aww. float along and and then nothing you all Sunday. Have fun with that. So I want pudding shot like this. I look forward to it every year. Becky and Kelly and Kyla and everyone else makes really good pudding shots. And I consider myself I will break my diet <laughs> for pudding shots. They are so good. It's they fair. are so good. Oh, uh, Eric, what? what are you doing this weekend? And you want to close us out after that? Same old thing. Going tubing. Gonna be floating on my back for four hours. Getting sunburned. Even more. Probably. Which pale ass. <laughs> and I'm all right with that. I'm good about happening. Yep. And, uh, that's literally the only plan. We'll just see where the weekend takes me. Nice. All right, good. We'll take you all right to Monday. All right, well, guys. Well, I say we introduce ourselves. Who are you? Tyler V. I'm Al. Trevor. Ryan D is easy P. We'll see you guys next time. <laughs> Peace.